0: This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a Supernatural superfan and a Supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the Hit CW show. This week, we'll be covering season two, episode two, Everybody Loves a Clown. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley, And we need to talk about Sam. Planes crash. Well, apparently clowns kill. (laughs) It's one of my favorite lines from this episode. So good. (laughs) All right. So we get our opening recap, um, set to Time Has Come Today by the Chambers Brothers. From this point on, I think we don't have any, um, like, music that was changed for streaming. I think that's just a season one phenomenon. Um... So our recap covers, um, like, a little bit of overall then the uh, season one finale and obviously last episode with Dean and the Reaper and John Steele, so. Yeah. Um, And we open on Medford, Wisconsin? Yes. (laughs) I think W.I. is Wisconsin. I used the freaking abbreviations (laughs) and then I forget what they mean. Um, We're at a carnival. uh, And we we meet a little girl... Uh, named Nora, uh, she's spinning plates with a clown. Like, this clown is showing her how to do the spinning plates on a pole trick. Um, and her dad, like, whispers to her mom that he hates clowns, and her mom's like, well, Nora likes them, so. Um, and Nora sees a clown that's, like, way off by itself, and waves, but when she points him out to her mom, the clown is gone. Um. What are you looking up? I was wondering if the clown design was inspired by Pennywise? No, if Pennywise was the same
1: type of creature as this.
0: Oh! That's a good question.
1: Hmm. I mean, it could be.
0: I don't think it. they really specify. But... Uh,
1: basically it's a shape-shifting monster, which is kind of what this
0: is. Yeah. So yeah. it could be. So, yeah, it totally could be. Um... Or something, like, you know, along the same lines, maybe. Yeah. But. I mean, we'll get to that lore later, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're not still yet. <laughs> um, so the family goes home from the carnival, and the little girl, as they're driving home, she sees the clown onto the side of, the, like, off on the side of the road, but none, neither of her parents see him. That night, Nora's in her bed, and she hears a sound outside her window and looks out to see the clown in her yard. And then, for some goddamn reason, she runs downstairs and unlocks the door to let him in. I don't get it. But Are, are oh, kids also not scared of clowns? Like, I would have been fucking terrified oh, as a Oh, I would have been like, dude, you fucking follow me home? What the fuck? <laughs> you know? Like, but okay. We get our splash screen. And we are at John's funeral pyre. The boys are standing alone. The wiki specifically... which movie is it referencing? This shot is a reference to the end of Return of the Jedi. I was gonna say it reminds me of that, yeah. Yep, when Luke is burning Anakin's body. That is what this is a reference to. Um, I knew it was a Star Wars movie, but I couldn't remember which one.
1: (laughs) You could've asked me.
0: You probably... I could've told you that. (laughs) Um... So they're they burning John's body And Sam asks if John said anything to Dean Before he died And Dean says no He's lying <laughs> Yup <Yep. laughs> Alright um, And from here we cut We jump forward one week in time And we are at Bobby's salvage yard And Dean is working on the Impala He has sorted out the frame It is no longer a pretzel um, He's doing some work like underneath it uh, Dean or Sam comes out to check on him and like asks how it's going and he offers some help Sam or Dean's like you work you got cars <laughs> he's like no nah, I'm good thanks I want the impala to come out of this in one piece <laughs> um and any he kind of he's like stop asking if I need stuff I'm fine <laughs> um, Sam,
1: or Dean's very defensive this whole he's episode. very
0: defensive he's very on edge um, Sam is worried cuz it has been a week since John's death and Dean has not mentioned their dad all he's done is work on the car, and this isn't what Sam expected, I guess. I think he, he expects Sam or Dean to be angry, to want revenge against yellow eyes, um, and when Sam mentions revenge, Dean's like, we don't have any leads, we don't have the cult, so unless you've got something, all we can do, this This is what I can do. I can fix the car, you know? Yeah sam does have something though he has a voicemail on one of john's old phones uh it's from four months ago but john saved it so obviously it must have been important it's from a woman named ellen who says that she can help Uh, and sam couldn't find an at or find her in john's journal anywhere he didn't have any contact info for her but he ran a trace on the number and he got an address so Boys hop in a van borrowed from Bobby. The dean is does pissed not about. Work. It makes the same noise your car has been making lately, which is it does the squeaky sound. Yeah, that like squeaky noise. Oh uh, yeah. And Don't they make drive... the... Don't make fun of my car. <laughs> you are making fun of it. I'm just stating a fact. <laughs> um, the boys drive to the roadhouse while well, "Do That to Me One More Time" by Captain and Tennille. I think is how you say that. That song playing. I love the Roadhouse. This is mm-hmm. such a good set. Also, yeah. the exterior shots is a facade. Hmm. It's not an actual building. It's a the front of a building, with like I think they probably they built some built, like, like excess the, wall on the sides, but they just the built frame the frame of it. Yeah, they yeah. just built the front of it and stood it up, and you shoot it from the right angles, and it looks like a real building. So <laughs> it's they, not real. Didn't they do that a lot with like old westerns and stuff yes, like that too? Yes. Yeah, it's often facades. Yeah. So. Um. Looks great, though. Yeah. The boys, like, yell a little bit to see if anybody's there, and nobody answers immediately, so Dean picks the lock. <laughs> uh. They go inside, and it is there at a, it's a bar, um, and it's completely- Why wasn't it deep. open? Because it's during the day. It's the middle of the day. Is it not open during the day? Our bar's usually open in the- like, I just- I figured this was, like, late morning- Early afternoon. Uh, I guess not you know? Then. I wouldn't imagine a bar to be open at noon. <laughs> especially I mean, out in the middle you have of afternoon drinkers. Just yeah, kidding. but especially <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere like this, you know? Yeah. Like why be open if nobody's there? Um, when the bar is empty except for some dude asleep on the pool table. He he is out cold. He looks a little dead. <laughs> um Sam goes through the kitchen door, uh to like investigate further, and basically as soon as he leaves, uh, we get this shot of a gun at the end of a rifle pushed against Dean's back, uh, and he goes, oh god, please tell me that's a rifle, and she says, nah, I'm just real happy to see you, <laughs> and we meet Joe. <laughs> I adore Joe. She's a great character. I love her so much. Ellen and Joe are just two of my favorite like, sex. So Just to characters. get some, like,
1: women main characters for a chance. Yes. That women longer than one episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, longer than one scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that don't die off immediately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, Dean's like, well, you know, if you're going to hold a gun to someone's back, you shouldn't press it right against their back because they could do this. And he, like, spins and takes the gun and then she punches him in the nose <laughs> and takes the gun back. And so now Dean is, like, been punched in the nose and disarmed and he yells for Sam, who comes in with his hands behind his head and says that he's a little tied up and he has an older woman putting her un- own gun at him. Um, and this older woman is Ellen and she recognizes their names. She's like, Sam, Dean, Winchester. And then she's like, oh, I'm Ellen. This is Joe. You're John's boys. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, so we have Ellen Harvell and Joe, Joanna, um, Harvell, her daughter. So, uh, Ellen gets Dean some ice for his face. <laughs> Cause Joe got him good. <laughs> uh she says that he she was offering john help with the demon um she just runs a saloon but hunters pass through now and then uh, including john which is how they met and she says he was family once and dean asks why they he never mentioned them and ellen's like well you're gonna have to ask him that and the boys or dean like dodges that statement a little bit and ellen's like well you wouldn't have sent me if you if he did or he didn't me try that again he wouldn't have sent you if he didn't think i could help so the and the boys get all quiet and that's when she realizes that something is up and it comes out that john is dead and they don't know how but they think it's related to the demon um and ellen is being like sympathetic she's very motherly Mm -hmm. she's rough and kick-ass and takes no shit but she's got this soft side to her She's a very big mama bear. They're, like, the same age as Joe, so... Yeah, they're... I think Sam and Joe are about the same age. So she's old enough that she could be their mom. Yeah, she could totally be their mom. Um, and Ellen says... Although she looks great. She (laughs) she looks fucking fantastic. (laughs) Samantha Ferris has aged well. Um, she says that she is sorry for the boys' loss, and she knows how close Dean and John were, but Dean interrupts her and he gets all snappy. Um... And I think, at this point, Dean is in the pain and guilt slash anger parts of the grief cycle, which makes sense very early on in the process, but also I think he- the boys don't talk about it in this episode, but I talk, I mentioned it a little bit in my notes at the end, I think he's got a inkling of what went down. Even though they haven't specifically been like, do you think Dad sold his soul to save you? Like, Mm -hmm. Dean has that's, he thinks that's what happened. I mean, he kind of miraculously recovered,
1: and all of a sudden his dad's dead, and the demon's gone. Yeah, exactly. So I think he's putting it together. He's putting
0: pieces together, and he is feeling guilty, and angry at John for leaving them with this shit, and, you know. Um, and he's trying to, like, bury it all down, but it He's also taking it out on the people around him a little bit. Um, Particularly Sam. <laughs> yes. Uh, Sam asks Ellen if she can help, and she says that she can't, but Ash can, and is like, <laughs> yells for him to wake up, and this is where we meet the man who has been asleep on the pool table this whole goddamn time. I love Ash. He's yeah. He's so great. He's fantastic. What, <laughs> Such a great character. Um, Joe says he's a genius. <laughs> And he looks the opposite from a genius. <laughs> Which, I love it. Which <laughs> is great. so good. Um, <laughs> the boys give Ash all of their dad's notes, and he starts flipping through it, and he's like, no one can track a demon like this, and Sam's like, well, our dad could. And Ash, um, uh, he kind of goes into something that John actually talked about in last season, I think he brought it up in Salvation specifically, um, that there are omens that you can track, to follow a demon, crop failures, electrical storms, that sort of stuff, and he thinks that if he, um, you know, Ash is like, yeah, yeah, I think I can track it, I, I need 51 hours. Um, and so he, like, heads off with all this research to go do something, and Dean tells him, Dean calls after him as he goes and says he digs the haircut, and then we get the classic <laughs> business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> I love Ash so much. <laughs> he's such a great character. He's just such a interesting character. Mhm. He's very like one string, you know, he doesn't have much development of any kind, but he's just fun and quirky and adds a lightness to the show that is always welcome. Um so Dean goes off to talk to Joe. Uh, And while he's doing that, Sam notices a folder behind Ellen's police scanner. Um, She says it's information on a potential hunt that she was gonna give to a friend, but they could use something to do. So she gives it to Sam to look at. Um, Dean is off talking to Joe, as I mentioned, and he asks how, like, her and her mom got into hunting stuff. And she says that her dad was a hunter, Um, and he died when she was little. Um, and Dean says he has 51 hours to waste and starts to, like, kind of hint that he and Joe go do something, but he doesn't finish the sentence. Um, I think he was trying to, like, fake it till you make it. Like, mm-hmm. he he's not blind. Joe's yeah. fucking gorgeous. She's absolutely stunning. And if he was not in so much pain right now, so much emotional pain, he would be all over her, mm-hmm. but he's just not in the right headspace for it in this moment. Um, Joe makes a joke about how she thought he was gonna toss her a cheap pickup line. She says most hunters that come through think they can get in her pants with uh, pizza, a six-pack, and side one of Zeppelin 4, which... <laughs> Did you notice Zeppelin 4 is, doesn't actually have a name? That It's an untitled album, but they oh. just it's colloquially referred to as Zeppelin 4. So huh. didn't know that. Yeah. Um, uh, and Jean's like, yeah, yeah well, it doesn't work on you, right? <laughs> and you can see it in his expression that, left, like, that was exactly like,
1: <laughs> what he would have done if he was yes, in the right headspace. Yes.
0: <laughs> I think Joe reads him really well. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, yeah, this dude is hot, but he's something, like, he's grieving his dad, and also, like, this is kind of the guy he seems like. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's... Oh, she for reads sure, it yeah. so. Oh, um, so before Dean can dig himself to too deep of a hole, <laughs> Sam calls him over and shows him the case file, and says that he told Ellen they would check it out. Um, so they get back in the squeaky van <laughs> and head <laughs> off, and Sam is running down the details of the case. There's a killer clown that it killed the parents, left the girl, and then vanished into thin air. Um, this is where we learn that Sam has a clown-phobia. Um, you and me both, Sam. <laughs> understandable. Don't like them. <laughs> they're a little bit scary. They're, My dad also weird. hates clowns. They're weird. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, Runs in the family. So we get the the iconic, you know, you're afraid of flying Well, planes crash. Apparently clowns kill. <laughs> <laughs> Love That's it. That's a good line. Um, Sam has found an instance of a similar, similar events going down with a different carnival, like, I think, like, 20, 30 years before this. Um, I think it was in the 80s, so 30, 20-ish years, yeah. Uh, I feel like they're borrowing from It a little bit with this plot line. I don't
1: know. The whole carnival thing, the reappearing every couple decades to, like, what the clown actually is. There you go.
0: A Rakshasa, or, the most famous example of a Rakshasa-like creature in modern horror text is Stephen King's It, a creature that also hibernates for a stretch of time and appears as a clown. Called it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't that hard, but, you know,
1: I'll take credit. (laughs) It is Wisconsin, okay. That was right.
0: Um,
1: Particularly if you guys have seen It Chapter 2.
0: I haven't seen any of the There's it There's a lot of
1: scenes that take place in the carnival. Oh. So.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Um. So, the boys are speculating that maybe it's a cursed object, um, or a ghost tied to an object that has been transferred from carnival to carnival somehow. Um. Dean's like, you know, why- why did you- why were you so quick to jump on this case? And Sam says that he thinks it's what John would have wanted. Um and leaves it that. So we... have kind of switched roles a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So we go from there to uh, the Carnival. I think it's a different town now. Um, and a dad and his kid, Evan, are going through a... Creepy fun house thing. The kid is very uninterested. He's playing a game on some sort of device. I think I said phone because it looks kind of like a phone, but it's like a tablet of some kind. I think. I mean, this was what <laughs> two thousand seven. Two thousand, yeah, six. I think this was six, late two thousand six. So I don't know. So when, I don't know when the iPhones and all that came out. I don't think sure. it. I don't think it was a phone. It was too big for that time. Um, some sort of tablet Probably like a or handheld. game Game thing. Yeah, I didn't really get a good look at it. Um, But yeah, so the kid is playing this mobile game and he looks up to see the clown from the cold open. And he tells his dad, who tells him not to be afraid of clowns, because clowns are friends. Um, And we cut back or we cut to their house at night. The Evan has woken up his dad and he says his dad was right. The clown is his friend. <laughs> oh, and then man. there's this scream that we hear that is, I don't remember, I wrote, well, what the, was that scream? The clown is like standing next to him, right? Smiling. Yeah, yeah. I wrote, but I wrote, what was that scream? And I don't remember what the scream sounds like, but I'm guessing it was something a little bit either. ridiculous. <laughs> So, the boys arrive at the carnival in their squeaky van, according to my notes. <laughs> we already went over that. Yes. <laughs> uh, and um, Dean points out some some detectives ta- talking to, I think, some carnival employees. Um, there's this oh. random scene of Sam making really awkward eye contact with a very short woman. I'm not sure what the appropriate <laughs> term is. I can't remember... What, what like the, the like little current? Person? Is that the current like preferred term? I think so. I know it's like changed a bit over the years. No, it's not dwarves. It's not. Well, I did learn that when you're spelling dwarves, if you spell it with a V, that's like Tolkien dwarves, hmm. and if you spell it with an F, that's people with dwarfism. Huh. When you're spelling it plural, okay. At least. I learned that the other day. It's very interesting. But I don't remember.
1: I think it's little person.
0: Is it? (laughs) Little people, I guess. Looks... Yeah, I guess little person is the... As of, yeah... Okay.
1: I used to watch a TLC show Preferred called terms. Little, little People, Big World.
0: Oh. Preferred <laughs> terms vary by person and community, which that makes sense. Many people who experience dwarfism prefer the term little person. Okay. Well, Sam makes very awkward, very long held eye contact with a, a little person. I must have in a, that part. <laughs> a costume. And she walks away right as Dean comes back, and I think he was off talking to the cops. Uh, He says there were two more murders, another couple, um, and that their son said the culprit was a clown that vanished into thin air. Those children are so fucking traumatized. They watch their parents get murdered, and it's... They must feel like it's their fault because they brought the clown into the house. (laughs) And no one believes them because the clown vanished into thin air. Or like, you know like people oh those poor kids so much therapy oh so much yeah so much therapy needed Sam says that looking for a cursed object in this carnival is gonna be a gigantic pain in the ass I think he describes it as looking for a needle in a stack of needles um <laughs> Dean's like "I oh, will figure it out and he sees a help wanted sign it says to talk to um Jay Cooper and he suggests they try to blend it so they go into the tent by the help wanted sign they encounter a blind man throwing knives, and Dean immediately puts his foot in his mouth. I think, I think these guys were messing with them a little bit, because, like, no blind person I've ever interacted with is that butthurt about someone saying, like, have you seen so-and-so, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, blind people still use the word see. Yeah. It's in the, their vocabulary. It's not offensive. I, maybe in two thousand seven or two thousand six. I don't know. I think, but I think they were fucking with him, fucking with Dean a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like this is something they do often because I think I probably would too, <laughs> just for the hell of it. Um, Dean is like asking after Mister Cooper, um, and they are eventually shown to said Mister Cooper who runs the carnival. Um, this scene uh, in Mister Cooper's office where there's the two chairs was a little improvised the according to the wiki where is it um so phil segresha the co-executive producer relates the story of the clown chair in mr cooper's trailer As the boys came in, I said to Jensen, Sam hates clowns, which chair do you sit in? (laughs) Because Dean makes a beeline to the normal chair, and Sam is forced to very gingerly sit on the edge of the clown chair, which is so funny. And also, Dean, be nice to your brother. Um, they tell Cooper that they worked the circuit, quote, the year before in Texas and Arkansas, doing a little bit of everything, but he sees right through them, uh, and is like, you guys have never worked carnival a day in your life. Dean says, um, they really need the work. Um, Cooper points to a picture, like, up on his wall and says that that was his dad. His dad was in the business, too. That the carnival is a refuge for outcasts who don't fit in anywhere else. Um, and that the boys aren't that. Which is really funny of him to say, because they are. <laughs> that's exact. that's what the- that's what they are. <laughs> yup. Um, he says that they should go to school, work regular jobs, get married, have kids. And Sam leans in very- and very seriously tells Cooper that they don't want to go to school. They don't want regular. They want this. Um, And we cut to the boys leaving Cooper's trailer. And Dean's like, you know, what was that? The, I don't want to go back to school. Was that just for Cooper? And Sam says he doesn't know. He's having second thoughts about going back to Stanford. Because John would have wanted him to keep hunting. Sam, or Dean, very reasonably is like, when the fuck did you start caring about what Dad wanted? (laughs) Sam says, since... Uh, since John died. <laughs> and he asks if Dean has a problem with that. And Dean says no, but his expression says yes. Um, the boys are very worried about each other <laughs> and voicing it in different ways. Yeah. Because um, this is a very sudden change of heart for Sam. Um, I I think Dean's a little bit worried that Sam might lose himself in a revenge mission the same way John did, you know? Mm-hmm. Because Sam and John are very much more like each other than they realized, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, go to, uh, I don't know if it's later that day, but the carnival is open and Sam is picking up trash, and he has headphones connected to an EMF meter, which is smart. <laughs> um, and he, like, sets his gear down, and when no one's looking, slips into the called it the haunted funhouse i don't think it's actually haunted but it is a creepy funhouse <laughs> um and he he's like working his way through it backwards checking props with the emf meter uh, and nothing nothing sets off the emf meter not even the skeleton that scares the shit out of him <laughs> there's a skeleton that drops down from the ceiling and scares him um uh, back outside, Dean is dumping his own trash bag in the dumpster when Sam gives him a call. It says he found a skeleton in the fun house uh, and suggests that maybe the spirit isn't attached to the object, to an object, but to its own remains. Um, the skeleton didn't give off any EMF, but they should still check it out. Dean says that he'll head that way and hangs up. Uh, and before he could go anywhere, though, he gets grabbed by the blind knife thrower from earlier. Who has a name, but I don't remember what it was because they only say it once. <laughs> Cooper? No, Cooper's the boss. I thought the blind guy was the boss. No, they're different.
1: Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Barry? Barry Papazian, I think? Yeah, that I think that's what Dean calls him later because when Dean meets Sam in a minute, he says that he was stopped by Papazian. Or maybe, I don't know, when they're talking about this later um but the the knife thrower overheard what dean was saying to sam on the phone about and wants to know what's going on and dean says that he and sam are writing a book about ghosts um so we cut from there to this dean meeting up with sam by the fun house before he's like there sam's like what took you so long and dean says it's a long story but before they can talk about anything um they hear a little girl tell her mom to look at the clown and when they look where she's pointing, there is no clown. <laughs> Not creepy at all. Well, that's so, a red flag. Yep. So <laughs> the boys follow the family home. Uh, Dean has explained to Sam that he told the knife thrower about, uh, Sam's like, you told him about the homicidal clown, or homicidal phantom clown? And Dean's like, no, I told him about an urban legend about a homicidal phantom <laughs> clown. <laughs> Um, And he learned from the knife thrower that Cooper owned... Before Cooper owned his own carnival, he worked as the lot manager for the carnival that Sam mentioned earlier. The one that had a similar clown phenomenon. Hmm. Um, So whatever the spirit is attached to, Cooper might have brought it with him. Um, So we cut to kind of later that night. Dean is asleep... (laughs) When the living room light turns on and Sam wakes him up and they see the little girl walk through the living room, um, and she opens the back door of the house to let the clown in. The boys have, I guess they snuck in the front door? I don't know. Because they have snuck into the house, uh, they ambush the clown and Dean shoots him with rock salt and it falls down. This is a very intense scene, by the way. <laughs> yeah. It falls down and then gets back up and, like, leaps through the glass door as it disappears. Like, it leaps at the glass door and vanishes. Yeah. And I think Dean shoots the broken glass, or shoots the door. I think he's shooting as it runs, because the glass breaks, um, but the effect of it with the rakshasa, like, leaping through the window as it disappears and the glass breaking is really interesting. Um... And her, uh, parents freak out. Yeah! Understandably. Reasonably. <laughs> um, the boys make a run for it as the little girl is telling her parents that they shot her clown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we cut to the next, like, the morning, uh, and the boys are dumping the van. Um, hope Bobby wasn't attached to it. <laughs> Just as a precaution. They gather up all their stuff and start walking, and as they walk, they're talking about how this is definitely not a ghost, because that rock solid hit something solid. They kind of speculate a little bit about what might be, but I didn't make notes about that. (laughs) Sam takes out his phone to call Ellen, um, and wonders out loud if she and John ever had a thing. And Dean's like, no, I don't think so. And Sam's like, well, why didn't John ever tell, or why didn't Dad ever tell us? And Dean's like, well, maybe they had a falling out. (laughs) Which, (laughs) knowing John, that happens with pretty much everybody. Yes. He was a bit of a decisive. Divisive? I don't know. Disagreeable? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, divisive is probably the word I was looking for. Not decisive. No. Divisive. He is decisive, but <laughs> doesn't usually, you know. Um, Sam snarks about how John had a falling out with just about everyone, and Dean's just kind of like, yeah. Like, <laughs> he just kind of shrugs. Um, and this is where stuff like, shit hits the fan a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sam's like, quit it with the strong and silent act this is dad i know how you felt about dad um and dean's like quit trying trying to make me talk about my feelings basically um sam's like sam says he doesn't care how dean deals as long as he's actually dealing he just wants to make sure dean's okay and dean blows up uh, he is sick of people asking if he's okay. I think he he says the word okay like six times <laughs> in two seconds. <laughs> I'm okay, uh, okay,
1: yeah, or something
0: like that. Yeah, he's like the next person who asks if I get if I'm okay is gonna get punched in the face. Okay, <laughs> like so many okay's. Um, he says that these are Sam's issues that he is, and he is dumping them on Dean, and he needs to stop. Uh, he thinks it's really interesting how all of a sudden Sam's so worried about what John would have wanted him to do when he spent his whole life fighting with John about everything. Uh, and he even picked a fight with John the last time he saw him, and now John is dead. Sam wants to make it right, and it is too little too late. Um, and Dean hit the nail on the head, and you can see it in Sam's face. The- Jared does such a good job with this, because he didn't really say anything. He's also or deflecting he his own he feelings. Is, he is. He is deflecting his own feelings, trying to take care of Dean. Um, okay. uh, he oh, asks, both of them are. Yeah, they both, they're, they're instead of dealing with their own feelings internally, they're pushing them onto each other. Yeah. And they're just, trying to fix
1: each other instead of themselves. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Sam asks why Dean's saying that, and Dean says he wants Sam to be honest with himself, because Dean is dealing... It is Sam, actually. Uh, Sam just kind of stares at him for a second uh, with slightly teary eyes, <laughs> and then says he's going to call Ellen and walks away. Um, as soon as Sam turns his back, I think Dean kind of realizes that he is overstepped. Um, because he, he knows he hit the nail on the head, and Sam is feeling really guilty. Like, mm-hmm. Sam has a lot of regrets. Um, and yeah, he's projecting onto Dean to help make himself feel better, but Dean, you know, being so, he's a little bit cruel in his honesty. Mm. It's not helping. Yeah. Um, so, I think I guess they, Sam, uh, calls Ellen, uh, and when he gets off the phone, he says her best guess is it's a rakshasa, uh, which he describes as an ancient Hindu creature that takes on a human form, feeds on human flesh, can become invisible, and cannot enter a home unless invited. Um, so, within Supernatural lore, the Rakshasas live in squalor, and they sleep on a bed of dead insects and only have to feed every 20 to 30 years. And the way to kill them is with a brass blade. So, they're also... Strong, pretty invulnerable to most things that would harm a normal person. Um, Pretty fast, you know, shapeshift. So, the usual monstery stuff. Did you find us any interesting things? Yeah, I did. Oh, I lost my place of my notes. There it is. Did you? What did you learn about Rakshasa? got, like, a sharp pain up my wrist. Ooh. Ow. Weird. That is weird. Is that the wrist you popped er earlier? Um, Oh, no, that was your ankle that you popped. Yes. (laughs) Um, yeah, I did some
1: research on Rakshasa. (laughs) Um, so this information I got from Britannica.com. Um, so the Rakshasa um, It's a Sanskrit word, um, and that's for the male form. The female form is raksasa.
0: Raksasi, I think.
1: Raksasa or female, and raksasi is female. Oh. Wait, (laughs) hold on. Raksasa.
0: Raksasa is male, raksasi is female. I think the S, or that S makes a sh sound. Maybe. I I it's got it's an S with a dot underneath it, I think it makes the sh- the SH sound, but hmm. so okay, I don't know for sure. I'm not very good at phonetics.
1: Um. <laughs> so in Hindu mythology, it's a type of demon or goblin. They have the power to change their shape at will and appear as animals, monsters, or in the case of the female demons, as beautiful women. Uh, they're most powerful in the evening particularly during the dark period of the new moon, but they are dispelled by the rising sun. And they especially detest sacrifices and prayer. Um. then I got some more from wikipedia.com.
0: Alright. It's org. (laughs) Dot org. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Com is company, org is organization.
1: Yeah, I know. I forgot. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they were most often depicted as shape-shifting, fierce-looking, enormous, monstrous-looking creatures, with two fangs protruding from the top of the mouth and having sharp, claw-like fingernails. Um, so they are shown as being mean, growling beasts, and as uh, insatiable man-eaters that could smell the scent of human flesh. Um... Generally, they could fly-vanish and had Maya, which is Magical Powers of Illusion, which enable them to change size at will and assume the form of any creature. Interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, very interesting. So, supernatural probably took some liberties, but that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... With this, with this knowledge from Ellen, the boys speculate that maybe uh, Cooper is the Rakshasa. He worked both of the shows that it hunted at. Um, and as I previously mentioned, the way to kill it is a blade of solid brass, but they need to make sure that the, that Cooper is actually the monster. Um, Dean's like, well, I think I know where I can get a blade. I'll do that. You check his bed for bed bugs. So, so we cut to nighttime again at the carnival. Sam sneaks into Cooper's trailer while Dean is asking the knife thrower if he has a Bryce, brass knife. And the knife thrower's like, well, I've got a lot of knives, so I don't know about brass, but you can look. <laughs> um, Sam is about to cut the mattress of Cooper's bed open when he's interrupted by the arrival of Cooper himself. <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> um. Uh, the knife thrower tells Dean to check his trunk, and when Dean opens it, basically right on top is the clown costume. Uh, exact one that the clown they saw was wearing. Uh, Dean turns around to look at the knife drawer who drops his cane and takes off his glasses and earlier when we met when we first met him he took off his glasses and he had the like stereotypical like milky white eyes that they always give blind people in movies Um, and now his eyes are normal looking for a moment and then they go all like creepy snake-like. And his face gets like distorted into like a clown face. That's yeah, really creepy. Yeah, and then he he like gives a little wave and vanishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dean and B is like fuck now. <laughs> starts to get out of the room. It's locked. Um, and knives start flying at him. Um, he busts the door down and basically runs right into Sam, <laughs> who says that Cooper thinks he's a peeping tom, but isn't the Rakshasa. And Dean's like, yeah, I know. It's the it's the knife thrower. Um, he did not get the brass blades, but Sam has an idea. Oh, I forgot to mention this earlier. When Sam is in the fun house, he specifically checks, um, like a pipe organ a set or a set mm-hmm. of organ pipes. Yeah. That are brass for EMF. He specifically checks them. There's a shot. So yeah. they have planted that weapon. Um the boys run into the fun house, but almost immediately they get that door closes between them and they get separated. Uh, and Dean tells Sam to, or Sam tells Dean to go another way to like look for the different way because there's multiple ways through. Uh, and he runs straight to the organ that we saw earlier, and Sam is pulling um, one of the smaller pipes out when Dean catches up to him. And neither of them have seen the rakshasa, uh but right on cue, knives start flying. He's not a very good aim. I think it's partially because the boys are moving.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Dean was, like, trying to open the door earlier, and he's like... Yeah, but Dean wasn't moving as much then. (laughs) I mean, like, he still missed him. Yeah. I mean, he, like, caught his, like, coat on the door, but...
0: Yeah. I don't... I don't know. Um... Listen, they have plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> Dean gets pinned by his sleeve to uh, the wall with a couple of knives. Sam pulls the pipe free and, like, dodges another knife, but neither of them can see the rock chastelette. It's totally invisible. Sam has- or Dean has a brilliant idea, though. And he pulls a lever that sets off the fog machine and a strobe light. I fucking hate strobe lights, by the way. They're mm-hmm. obnoxious. Um, and you can kind of- with that, you can- They can kind of see the rakshasa moving, outline because it's like pushing the fog around it. It's not like dissipated; it's just invisible. So it's still solid. Um, He sees it behind Sam and yells out. Sam is able to turn around and stab the rakshasa with the pipe. Um, I love the detail of the blood coming out of the pipe. Yeah, it's icky. It's so gross, but it's so effective. (laughs) He must have stabbed that thing hard. Yeah, well, I mean, he had to. He killed it. (laughs) Also, it was pointed. It was it? (laughs) Yes, it was pointed. Um, So, it wasn't, like, necessarily, like, sharp, but he probably did put a lot of his, like, body weight into that. Yeah. Um, So, the Rakshasa is dead. Um, Dean, like, turns off the strobe light, thank God, (laughs) and pulls the knives out of his sleeve, uh, they see the bloody pipe and the Rockshaws' clothes on the floor and we cut from here back to the roadhouse um, there's a couple there's like a couple of hunters cleaning their guns at a table. Yeah. <laughs> the boys are sitting at <laughs> the bar with Joe um, Ellen is getting them beers and she tells them they did a good job uh after she leaves Joe and Dean just both give Sam this very pointed <laughs> looks and this is such, it's so funny. <laughs>
1: like i'm gonna go over there right now he's like
0: i need to go over there right now (laughs) (laughs) so awkward oh my gosh and then he just like goes and sits on the pool table (laughs) or something like he's not even doing anything he's just sitting there (laughs) oh joe asks uh if she will see dean again and he says maybe um and he says that usually he would be flirting with her um he's not really up for it right now uh she says, "Wrong place, wrong time." <laughs> um, this is when Ash comes in. Uh, he's like, "Where the hell did you guys go?" <laughs> he's been waiting for him. He has not found the demon, but he put together um, a computer with the algorithm. I guess it's this thing is a beast of a. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's got like wires all over. It's a laptop. Yeah. Um, he has put together basically an algorithm that will let him know if any of those signs crop up anywhere in the world. Um, Sam asks where he learned to do all this, uh, and Ash says MIT before he got kicked out for fighting. Ash gives zero fucks, and I love it. Because Sam's like, MIT? And <laughs> Ash is just like, yeah, it's a school in Boston. Sam's like, wow. Like, like surprised that this guy went to MIT. Yeah. And <laughs> when Ash asks, like, acts like Sam doesn't know what MIT is. <laughs> yeah. It's So good. Um, Dean asks if Ash will give them a call if something comes up, and he says they will, or he will. The boys have not finished their beers, um, but they start to head out. Before they go, Ellen's like, "You guys need a place to stay. I've got a couple of extra beds out back." Um, Dean says he has something he needs to finish. Um, so we go back to Bobby's place, and Dean is working on the Impala. He's specifically putting a tire on when Sam comes out. Um, and Sam says that Dean was right. Um, Sam is sorry that the last time he was with their dad, he tried to pick a fight. Uh, he's sorry that he spent most of his life angry at John, and for all Sam knows, John died thinking that Sam hated him. Um, and it's too little... Too late, but Sam misses John and he feels guilty as hell and he is not all right at all. But neither is Dean, Um and it Sam just lays it all out. It is like, yeah, I, this fucking sucks and I feel miserable and awful, and I don't know. <laughs> you know, he, he's coping the best way he knows how, but is it's not really the best way. Yeah. Um. So Sam leaves. And once he's gone, Dean picks up a crowbar, and he smashes in a junker car that's parked nearby, like, the window, um, and then he just starts bashing in the trunk of the Impala um, until there is a hole in it, and he drops a crowbar. And I, I love we get this lingering medium close of Dean just looking a little bit dead inside. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Just absolutely exhausted and drained, and it, this, oh, poor guy. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, I think Dean is, Sam's feeling guilty, but Dean is feeling guilty too, because he, he knows he was dying, he knows there was a Reaper after him, even though he doesn't remember it, he told Sam while he was in limbo, I guess, and Sam told him. Yeah. Um... And then suddenly he was healed and John's dead. You know? And the boys haven't talked about it, but Dean is definitely putting the puzzle pieces together. Um, he he hasn't voiced these concerns to Sam yet, but he I, he knows what happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and that is where our episode ends, with a... That and then a title card at the end that reads in memory of our friend Peter Ellis, who was the director of Bloody Mary and the Benders and who died in late April of twenty or er, of two thousand six. So But yeah, that is Everybody Loves a Clown. I like this episode. It That's had more to one. it than I remembered it having. That's you know? a lot of
1: a uh introductions and... Yeah,
0: yeah, the... the, Some inks. The hunt (laughs) itself takes, like, no time, because, like, the boys don't even get to the hunt until 18 minutes into the episode. Yeah, it's not a very long part of the episode. Yeah. They spend a lot of time, too, on that scene, um, that in-between scene where the... (laughs) They, like, have their blow-up in the middle of nowhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, it moves pretty quickly through the hunting stuff so they can linger on the emotional stuff. Um. But yeah. It's a good episode. It's very good. And this is gonna be a short episode. (laughs) I think originally I had episodes one and two like combined together but we forgot Mm. (laughs) when we were recording one. So we just separated them. Yeah. (laughs) All right, um, I think that is all for this week then. If you do you have anything else you wanted to mention, babe, or no, I think it was a good episode. It was a good episode. I like season two a lot. It's a very good season. So that is all for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I don't remember what we have planned for next week. It's bloodlust uh, next have, week. Oh, I have it combined with children shouldn't play with dead things but i don't know if that will actually happen i love bloodlust it's a good such one. a good episode um more introduction to some yeah some good more characters. character introductions so next week we have bloodlust potentially a combo with children shouldn't play with dead things but definitely bloodlust so um uh, in the meanwhile if you guys are enjoying what you're hearing Uh, and you haven't already, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all those fun places. Um, if you are able to, please rate and review the podcast on whatever app you're using, but also specifically on iTunes. Um, Apple Podcasts is how the majority of people, I guess, find podcasts. I didn't. I don't use Apple Podcasts because I don't own any Apple products. <laughs> I'm a Stitcher slash Spotify person myself, but <laughs> I'm a Spotify person. <laughs> yeah. So, but if you guys leave a review, um, five star rating on iTunes, it really helps us out with the algorithm and gets us on like the podcast lists and stuff like that, which is fun. We got a big boost in uh. A- downloads the last couple episodes. Yeah, which so is So that's fun. exciting.
1: That's really fun. It's always exciting to see if it's reaching a broader audience. Yeah. We appreciate the people who have consistently listened yes. to us as well.
0: Yes, if you've been here since day one, we love you so much. If <laughs> Thanks you're, for sticking if with you're, us. If you're listening to this while you catch up, we love you so much. <laughs> These are long-ass episodes. I'm very sorry. Um... If you guys have any fellow supernatural fans who are into podcasts, please tell them about us. Maybe they'll like us. Um, if you want to reach out, you can find the podcast on Twitter at TalkAboutSamPod, Sam Pod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, and then on Tumblr and TikTok at We Need to Talk About Sam. I run all of those accounts, but anything, any messages you send in Haley will see as well. So if you want to send Haley a message through there, I'll show her. Um, if you want to follow me specifically, you can find me on Twitter at Lil Red Who Could, and um, I'm the the Little Red Who Could on Tumblr, and Haley. What if they want to talk to you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, you can find me on Twitter at Life Flows
0: On Three, and Tumblr at H F Thought Stash Blog. Awesome, and all of those links are gonna be in the description. So. Thank you guys again so so much for listening, and we yeah, thank will you. <laughs> we will talk to you next week. Bye. Working. <laughs> oh no! Interception. <laughs> no. I... Babe is playing um, a little anime pixel style rugby game right now. It's the Google homepage <laughs> thing. Oh. Goes fast. Did you lose? Yes. Oh no. I'll try again. As of the day of recording this, the Google homepage is a Doodle Island games or something like that I don't I don't fully understand what it's for but Babe clicked on it and now she's playing a game so <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear the music <laughs> oh she lost <used> again <laughs> it's really fun you guys should try it <laughs> I'll keep it on pause I guess I don't know if I was gonna say you could turn the music off I don't know if it's gonna be Ow. available still
1: what did you do smacked my
0: t- <laughs> my front tooth with like the ice
1: tea can really good job hard. <laughs> you're cute oh. it's called like Onagi something I don't know I forgot let me
0: go to google It's Doodle Champion Champion Island Games. I'm not clicking on it. (laughs) It's really cute and really fun. (laughs) That's not what I meant to do. Reminds me of like the old Sega Genesis games. Anyone else play those? I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) But it was an old console.
1: Oh. (coughs) From, I don't know if it was the 80s or 90s. I played it in the 90s because that's when I was on the earth. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that hurts. But my parents had one.
0: Ah. Oh. <laughs> it's where the Sonic the Hedgehog, my creator is the creators of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I knew it sounded familiar. I don't think I don't think I ever played that. My first game console was a Nintendo sixty four, which my parents still own. So I played Donkey Kong and Paperboy. I sucked at Paperboy. My mom fucking loves that game. Or she <laughs> did when I was a kid at least.
1: I never had a Nintendo. Yeah. The first Nintendo like, owned system we ever got was the first Wii.
0: We mm, had one of those, too. We had our 64, and we got a Xbox, just the, the original Xbox, and we had that for years, and we had a Wii. I think my family still has the Wii. Um, and then my brother upgraded to an Xbox 360 at some point. I used to um, have one of those. But they still have the Wii and the Nintendo 64 so that's cool. I forgot I accidentally opened Premiere. <laughs> What's that? Um, that's anything? the ed- the video editing software that I use these days to make TikToks. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the TikTok that I put out on Saturday. <laughs> it was really good. I'm very proud of it. It's not it's my, very well my best editing work, but considering I haven't edited anything except for like audio in forever, um, I think I did a pretty good job. No, that's not what I wanted to do it was closing Premiere, not opening it good lord there we go okay (laughs) i do want to make another tiktok um but it's probably a tiktok i should have made when we were covering season one (laughs) since it deals with meg (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) but You you can never get enough of meg that's true that's true you can never have too much meg is chloe <laughs> hanging out with sam <laughs> sam's locked up and
1: chloe's free oh <laughs> <Is> there... <laughs> cute yes they're best buds Aw. my parents got a new puppy a few weeks ago <laughs> she's so big already <laughs> She's a blue healer <laughs> named she's sam a, she's adorable and she and my dog chloe are like bfs already <laughs> yeah they get along really well which is great I mean, sometimes they have little spats, but that's every for the most part.
0: That's (laughs) that's how it goes.
1: They're very cute. Yeah, they're very
0: (laughs) cute. All right, we should probably get into this, huh? Should we talk about Supernatural? Should we talk about Sam? Notes? I didn't
1: take any. (laughs) That's fresh on my mind. I just barely watched it. Yeah, she did. She just barely watched it today, so she's good. I have notes for lore, and that's it. Cool. (laughs)